All right, Thomas, I got a math equation for you. Okay. 13 combined titles minus prestigious team principal equals a rough road. I think so. Now entering the grid. Here are your hosts, Thomas and Jeremiah. Welcome back to another episode of Turn One Podcast. We're your hosts, Jeremiah and Thomas. And like you heard in the intro, this episode is going to be about Christian Horner, who <laughs> found himself in a little bit of a limelight this week. And uh, we're going to try and talk about that a little bit without giving away too much, because there is an official meeting happening tomorrow at the time of this recording. So probably today when it's posted. Uh, regardless, we don't know all the information yet, but we're going to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, we've had two weeks in a row of episodes get derailed now by breaking news in the Formula One world. Last week, we had Lewis Hamilton's eventual move to Ferrari. And then like two days after that news, it was completely buried by this Christian Horner scandal. We are not going to speculate on what he did or didn't do. We're not going to assign blame yet. All of that is going to come out um, probably shortly after this episode uh, releases in its various platforms. Uh, but we want to talk about Red Bull, the team, and where they go if Christian Horner is removed. There's also a potential other personnel tie with Adrian Newey, who we'll get to in a little bit. Go check out our History of Red Bull Racing video, though. I'll link it up above in the top right of your screen. We cover how Horner and Newey built Red Bull Racing back in 2005 and a little bit before and then brought it to the elite status of Formula One. Let's get into a little bit of the issue with Horner. What, what's he on the hook for right now? Like, why is he potentially out at Red Bull? Okay. Depending on the article that you read, it's something to the effect of either a controlling management style or inappropriate pictures, possibly, or text messages. We don't know. But like I said... Yep. It's not, we're not going to try and get into that too much because we don't know and we're not just going to throw the man under the bus. We got to talk about this man because he's been at Red Bull since 2005 when the team came in to be. And that is wild because realistically starting at the start of 2025, that would make 20 years at Red Bull, 20 years as a team principal, 20 years in one spot, which if you know anything about Formula One, that's ridiculous. Team principals are like NFL coaches. You know, every three to five years, you recycle them and move on to the other one. They don't They don't build a team. And the other weird thing about Formula One, Formula One has such a historic value to it that like teams that, you know, come in are here to stay. It's hard to be the new guy that comes in and then has success relatively early. The fact that Horner came into the sport in the era that he did back in 05 and just had a dominant team within five years, yeah, and, they, and was winning. They struggled at first. David Coulthard and Mark Webber, um, not not necessarily able to get it done with the car that they were providing to them. But starting in 2010, Seb's at the wheel, and he brings the next four years just championships, championships, and constructors championships. So Red Bull's also getting that little token there. And we said in the intro, 13 combined championships. That's seven seven drivers uh, yep. world championships and six constructors championships ridiculous the only the only constructors they didn't get was the year 2021 right max's first yep. driver's championship was a mercedes constructor championship year right 
I find it interesting that um, Horner kind of took the reins from, or took a lot of advice from like Helmet Marco, right? And uh, obviously had the connections. But where did he get the connection from Adrian Newey from? How did this like elite partnership that is one of the premier in the sport, how how did that come to be? <laughs> you can actually thank David Coulthard for that one. Um, David Coulthard is the one that basically told Christian, listen, man, he's the key to our success. And boy, did he ever get that right? I mean, geez. He didn't have the skills on the track, but he had the connections off the track. <laughs> He was a good driver. <laughs> he was all right. He wasn't, you know, a Vettel or a, a Verstappen, of course. Sure. But they, I mean, together, this pairing, the the fact that we're talking about this today, I'm, so it still blows my mind. Because when you think about Formula One, there's a couple of constants, right? A lot of things are subject to change, but there's a couple of constants. One, Ferrari is probably are gonna, are always going to be the most popular team. Two, Toto Wolf will always be Mercedes. And before this week, I would have said Christian Horner and Adrian Newey will always be Red Bull Racing. And then again, in a matter of days after the Lewis Hamilton, I, I would have thought you said this in our, our um, Hamilton episode. Lewis Hamilton is Mercedes, right? Like that was another constant. And then again, two or three days later, suddenly not only is Hamilton not at Mercedes in 2025, but now Horner and potentially Newey could be out the door at Red Bull. What's I don't fully understand. What's the tie with Adrian Newey possibly going with Horn? Because Adrian Newey's not on trial here. <laughs> so supposedly, Adrian Newey has a stipulation in his contract where basically it's tied to Christian Horner to where if Christian Horner for any reason steps down or is terminated or anything from that top position, Adrian Newey basically has the ability to terminate his contract and bail. And the craziest thing about that is I was reading this Adrian Newey has almost jumped shit to Ferrari on two different occasions, but got cold feet at the last second and ended up staying at Red Bull. Now, picture this, right? We're going into 2025. Lewis Hamilton, top driver at Ferrari. Charles Leclerc, number two driver at Ferrari. Adrian Newey, the car designer. Oh, my gosh. That would be... Again, strategy is a very important part. Yes, of that I equation. Get that. That's what Hamilton's that, for. You have the drivers and you have the car figured out with that pairing. That's ridiculous, and you know that they could they could pay Adrian Newey whatever he wanted to make. And if you're Newey, the reason that you probably stayed at Red Bull the couple of times you've been offered by Ferrari or McLaren or whoever, he's probably been offered by every single person in the sport. Let's oh, let's sure. be real. It's just the money and the the timing has to be right. The reason you stay at Red Bull is because you have Christian Horner, who you know can run a championship-level team, even though how he runs it might be (laughs) questionable, which we'll find out in a little bit. Um, But then you also knew, if you were Newey, that at Red Bull, you had the likes of Sebastian Vettel. You had Daniel Ricciardo. You had Max Verstappen. You knew that you were putting your car in the hands of people that were going to go out and perform with it, right? Um you also probably had a good amount of money coming in from Red Bull. The only lucrative thing about Ferrari really is just saying that you designed a car for Ferrari and potentially a bigger paycheck. There wasn't the guarantee every year, the past 10 or 12 years with Ferrari that you were going to have the right drivers, that you were going to have the right team principal. All of that is what has caused Ferrari to be not a middle of the pack team, but you know, a, a 
a two to four spot instead of a one spot the past couple of years is that iffiness that Red Bull has just powered through. Well, see, the reason why Red Bull is able to do this is because basically when Adrian Newey came to the team, Christian Horner built this team around Adrian Newey. So whereas when he was at McLaren before he was poached and taken to Red Bull, uh, he had to deal with some of the management style things or maybe work on parts of the car that he might not be as skilled on or that might be holding him back from what he's truly great at versus at Red Bull. They just found somebody to replace him in those areas. We, they basically said, listen, man, you do whatever you want to do. And if that, and that is what you do best. And you know, whether that be, I mean, they, they, they call him the only man that's able to see air. So I would assume that's full aerodynamics building the actual style of the car and how it's going to transfer air into the different vents, uh, whether it's going to the brakes, whether it's going to the engine, however it may be. So I would assume that's where his specialty lies. So they just found somebody to replace him in all the different areas that he didn't want to have to deal with. Unlike, like I said, at McLaren, where he would have had to deal with all of it. We talk about parody in sports, which is just basically, are you on a level playing field or not? Or who has the advantage, you know, whatever it might be. Um, we've talked before about how, you know, various leagues, at least in the United States, have salary caps, but you can pay a luxury tax to go over those. In baseball and NBA, you can pay a luxury tax. NFL is a, a, a hard salary cap. You can't go over it. In in European soccer and in, in soccer worldwide or football, um, you can just pay people whatever you want. <laughs> There's no, you know, it's just whichever team has the most money, you can pay it. That's why, you know, your Barcelona and your your Premier League teams have a ton of money imagine this two years from now, or I guess a year from now, now 2025, you have a Lewis Hamilton list Mercedes rebuilding with some new driver pairing. You have Ferrari with Adrian Newey, Lewis Hamilton, Charles Leclerc and Frederick Vasseur. And then you have Red Bull with no team principal, no car designer and Max Verstappen retires or moves on to some other team. Which, you know, Max has talked about how he doesn't want to stay in Formula One for the entirety of his career. He wants to be able to go and do all the different types of motorsports because he wants to be a multiple champion across different fields of motorsport. So it would only be fitting that Christian Horner losing his position would bring a natural end to the dominance of Max Verstappen in Formula One and therefore Max being in Formula One, period. And I could see that happening. The, the point of the parody discussion was... If you're somebody that just came into Formula One this year, last year, or any time during the Drive to Survive era, you've only seen two winners. If you came in at the start of the Drive to Survive, you, you remember hearing in the background, they would be showing the clips of the Haas drivers or whatever, and then you'd hear, and Lewis Hamilton wins again. And like, yeah, it's just kind of a just, blip. They didn't make a big deal out of it because, you know, he was on his fifth, sixth, seventh championship, whatever it was at that time. And then, of course, you move into the Red Bull era 2021 and on. And, and so we've only seen two winners if you've been a fan during this explosion of F1 fandom. We could be talking about in 2025 or even 2024, a major shakeup with the top three players of Formula One. You could see Ferrari return to dominance, or even if Ferrari doesn't sign, you know, Newey and the Lewis Hamilton thing doesn't work out. Ferrari could be in the same situation Red Bull and Mercedes are potentially in where they're struggling <laughs> with their setup as well. So then you have teams like McLaren, Aston Martin, Alpine, that if there was ever going to be a chance to fight for it, would be in 2024, 2025, maybe 2026 when the regulations change. Because again, we're talking about Christian Horner and Adrian Newey. They both have massive say in how that car is designed. 
you're telling me that you're going to go into a major rule and regulation change in 2026 with a brand new team of people? You know, and who's to say that if he does get let go of Red Bull, if that's the end of Christian Horner's time in Formula One, I'll tell you what would be crazy. What if, and obviously this is wild speculation. This is, this is definitely coming out of left field. Do not expect this to happen, but imagine. So imagine Christian Horner leaves Red Bull. (laughs) He goes, he goes to McLaren. Adrian Newey moves to McLaren and Adrian Newey and Christian Horner help build up the next Max Verstappen and Oscar Piastri. Yeah. That and then Gun- and then Gunther goes to Red Bull. You know, that's here's the thing. That's <laughs> a possibility. And the only reason why I say that is because Gunther actually worked for Red Bull way before he made his Haas introduction and r- built that team up from what it was. So the idea that Gunther goes to Red Bull, I could see that happening. I, uh, it's hard for me to say that he would be a team principal just because he wasn't necessarily the most successful team principal at Haas. So I doubt that he would get the keys to the Red Bull. I mean, <laughs> but he would he would have he wouldn't have to ask Gene for money. That's true. <laughs> that is 100 percent true. You just kind of have whatever he wanted at Red Bull. You know, what would he be able to do then? Huh? I don't I know. I, that, that would be if you you know, the sign of a maybe a competent team principal would be assigning them to a Red Bull Ferrari or Mercedes and seeing how well they do with unlimited resources. Yeah. Um, Worst case scenario, three years he's back out or two years he's back out. I, I don't know if Horner. So here's the weird thing. You mentioned this. He could go to another team because this isn't an FIA investigation. This is a Red Bull internal investigation. Right. So only Red Bull would be removing him from power. This isn't like the FIA coming in and handing out a suspension like, hey, you can't work in this industry, you know, for five, 10 lifetime, whatever it ends up being. If I'm another team, I'm jumping on that. And, you know, with McLaren, we only ever see Zach Brown, who's the CEO. You know, they keep their team principal pretty... um under wraps over there. Uh, I could also see an Alpine. Uh, I could see um, the new kick, Sauber, stake, whatever they're going <laughs> by now, trying to make a play at Christian Horner. Um, I think it really depends on what comes out, though. Obviously, if the if the allegations, whatever, whichever direction they lean, Jeremiah presented the two different avenues they could go. If they end up being true and serious and Red Bull does boot him it's a bad look if you sign the guy you know with alpine getting all the investments from america from all these different private investors it would be pretty cool to see christian horner go to alpine i didn't think about that as a possibility Hmm. we say all this again with the caveat that we hope he didn't do anything bad yeah let me let me just stress this i hope that this comes out on friday or today i guess at the time of this post after this posting I hope that it comes out. He did absolutely nothing wrong. He stays at Red Bull. They remain dominant. They continue to bring the fight to McLaren, Mercedes, and Ferrari because ultimately that's fun. That's fun to watch. And especially with us, I mean, when we got into Formula One, Red Bull were the underdogs. It was before they really nailed it and they were getting it with the Max Verstappen and the new car that was just dominating over Mercedes. They were behind Mercedes. And we got to watch this team build up from like a finishing in fourth and fifth to on the podium to now winning championships. So 
again, we want this to essentially go in favor of Christian Horner. However, we're, it's not like we're going to back Christian Horner if it comes out that he's been doing some horrible things. We will immediately sep- separate ourselves from the entire <laughs> Red Bull organization. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's talk a little bit about their 2024 season if um, either Christian Horner or both he and Adrian Newey are out at Red Bull. Here's my thought. They finished the 2024 car already like during the 2023 season. (laughs) Yeah. They're working on the 2025 car right now. So I don't honestly know at least maybe the first six to eight races of the year. I think Red Bull would still be peak dominance. It would only be when the upgrade packages start rolling in that they might have a little bit of hiccup compared to the other teams. Uh, Use, um, use Aston Martin as an example, Aston Martin, um, brought in a lot of the number two guys at other teams. Remember talking about that. And they developed the initial car for Aston Martin this year. That was highly competitive. But as soon as we hit upgrade season, it fell off the pace because they couldn't keep up. I could see a similar thing with Red Bull happening where their initial car is great because it was developed under the Horner and Newey system, but the upgrade car maybe is sluggish. I think the real kicker would come in, in 2025. Yeah. To your that I don't think, I mean, realistically, in my personal opinion, I don't think that they even need to bring any upgrades essentially to the 2024 car. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just being real. I think that they could just coast with what they have right now through the entirety of the season. And what's essentially going to happen is like, okay, so you know how in 2023, they went from finishing races with 30 second gaps to finishing races about 15 second gaps. So I think this season will be 15 second gaps to five second gaps or possibly battling for the lead. So I think they could be fighting for the win comfortably at the beginning and then struggling, but with the power of max still kind of comfortably at the end. But wasn't that 30 to 15 second gap reduction because they were turning down their aggression and their to save on hardware and things like that. Yeah. They could have still won by 30 seconds. Exactly. So I think that 2024 is pretty much locked up in the bag. I mean, you know, I'm just going to throw that out there. And I think that we're if if Christian Horner and Adrian Newey were to leave the team, we really wouldn't start to see the effects until maybe even midway through 2025. Yeah, probably because we haven't heard that they're working on on 2025's car yet. Yes, we have. Ha- really? Yeah, they came out that they said that the 2024 car is now old news and they've begun working on the 2025 car. That's like, that's like when uh, when Max was was streaming on Twitch or whatever, and somebody's like, "Hey, what's this new Red Bull livery going to look like?" And he says, "It's going to be the exact same." <laughs> and somebody was like, "Leaked? Yeah, we knew that. They've had the same livery for the past what since two thousand and five. That's just kind of how Red Bull does it. Is they they find a pattern of something that works, and they just keep doing it." I mean, it's a staple at this point. You'll see the Red Bull livery on F2 cars from drivers who are in the Red Bull Academy. Man. Okay, where else do we want to go with this story? We talked about why they're potentially out. We talked about how it's mainly a Christian Horner thing, but Newey's got a clause in his contract where he could walk out the door as well. Potential landing spots for both of them. It's just weird because they're they're Red Bull. I want to know how this thing looks, even if everything is cleared, because now you have the stigma, right? And we see this, I mean, 
you you see this in government when it it comes out that oh so and so did this back in the day and then it gets cleared that he didn't do that but it doesn't really get cleared in the eyes of the people because now Christian Horner's going to have this stigma on him where it's like oh yeah he he wiggled his way out of this so is this yeah. going to be a thing now to where now his fan the fan base and the support behind Red Bull might get weeded out just a bit no and here's why uh you know, you go into the F1 forums on, on Reddit or, or really anywhere, and or you, you watch the uh, the videos about people discussing Formula One, there, there's camps. And the camps are usually teams or driver-based, but sometimes there's some overlap. Like you have, you have half of, you probably have more than half of the fan base of Formula One that is Team Toto, and then you have the other f- faction that is Team Horner. And they think that there's some kind of rivalry here. And I guess there is because it's Mercedes versus Red Bull. But it's also because, you know, when you watch those two team principles, they're the two, you know, iconic team principles in the sport. Although they're very similar if you read their origin stories outside of Christian Horner, not exactly having the, the business uh, background that that Total Wolf has. So I think there's already these camps built to either love everything about Red Bull or hate everything about Red Bull. And I don't honestly think that if they are cleared on Friday, if, if Christian Horner is cleared on Friday and he keeps his job and everything says, no, this was this was not real. I don't think it changes anything because the people that were still team Red Bull and Christian Horner are going to be like, yeah, all right. And the people that still hated Christian Horner are going to be like, well, let's just add this other thing to the list as reasons to hate him. That's fair. I mean, it's a lot like politics. You just kind of get ingrained into your own side and you don't really want to hear anything else. It's a weird thing. Uh, I can't wait to find out how it turns out. Obviously, I'm going to be glued to my phone all of Friday, just waiting for the news to drop. Uh, I think everybody will, if we're being completely honest. And and it's odd for us. And if you're a United States fan, just be mindful. We are normally the the precipice of news, where where everything starts. You know, at least in our minds, where where everything starts. Uh, very America centric. When it comes to Formula One, we are the last people to get Formula One news. Um, Like when this story broke, um, no, sorry, when the Hamilton news broke, it was at like 3 or 4 a.m. Central (laughs) Time U.S. So by the time you wake up, you know, 6, 7, 8 in the morning, you're four hours behind the rest of the world on that news break. (laughs) Your best shot is to be off of the East Coast and hope that it drops about like 8 or 9 a.m. So we're going to have to have the old 3 a.m. alarm clock set. Yeah. <laughs> Check it every 15 minutes. And Okay, let us know in the comments. If you know the Christian Horner news, let us know what you think about that. If you're happy he's staying at Red Bull, we'll, I guess we'll find that out. Or if he's going somewhere else, let us know what you think. Guys, if you think Christian Horner goes to Haas and they start this new level of dominance at Haas for the next 10 years, followed by Adrian Newey also joining the team, Gene Haas just gives them a wealth of money because he's like, look, we got the keys now. And the whole new age of Haas comes into the picture. I'm right there with you. And then Lawrence Stroll joins the party and yeah, Lawrence why not? wins eight championships in a row. Why not? <laughs> All right, we'll see you. Bye, guys.